morning, everyone. Welcome to Abraham Bible Church and welcome to our communion hour. Let's give God a moment of silence, confessing our sins, and then we invite him to fill us. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to your throne of grace. We come here to remember your grace, your love, the redemption that you have provided for our sins through giving your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And the reason he came is because that you created us in your own image. You created us to love. For us to be able to know your love, you gave our ancestors a free will. And they made the wrong choice in believing in the lies. And therefore, from then on, sin have entered the world. It entered our DNA, and we are born with inclination to sin, and we sin. And we become responsible for our sins after a certain age. And all the world is struggling in the consequences of sin. We are defending ourselves against each other, hurting one another by words and by actions. And then people are killing people by knives and by words and hating people. And people are transgressing against your laws and causing distress and hurt in families, in relationships. And all of those are the result of sin, of departing from your love, your truth. So we are here to confess, even after we have been saved by Jesus Christ's grace and redemption, we have a new spirit, and our soul is being transformed gradually. But our body contains the sinful nature, and it follows the world and Satan and the flesh itself. And therefore, we cannot but to sin when ever we depart from full focus of your law, your love, and your spirit. So for all of those moments of wrong thoughts, words, acts that created bad results in relationship, in transgression against your law, in uh, words and in thought, for all of those things that displease you, we come here to confess we admit that it is a sin and it is something that hurts our fellowship with you. You gave us a f relationship, but the fellowship is um, blocked if we sin. Here we come to confess and we pray that you will cleanse us as you promised through the blood of Christ. And then you will fill us again with the Holy Spirit who lives in us and never leaves us. And you will continue your work of transforming us, the sanctification in our life on earth. And even if we cannot cooperate with you and make that sanctification complete, you will complete the rest during the, transform, uh, the transformation at the resurrection. So we believe those as truths. And we come here to pray that you hear our confession, you listen to our plea, and you will fill us with your spirit you clean us and then you will shine in us and through us so that we may experience the joy of salvation 
again and we may live as your uh, family member, your sons, your heirs, and the king, your kingdom citizen and your soldiers for your spiritual army in this world which, that, uh, which definitely needs you. We do all of the above prayer in the name of Jesus Christ to whom we belong and in the power of the Holy Spirit. In our devotional communion, we are remembering the spirit of the law. God gave Israel an old covenant, and its center is the law. The old covenant is conditional. It, um, it, it was, it, the laws were given not as a means of salvation, for they have already been saved from Egypt when they received the law. Right? And the laws were meant as a guide for, for believers' life, for them to stay on the land. If they obey the law, they can stay long, as long as they could. And uh, um, the law is technically not over us who are in the new covenant anymore. Okay? Because we're in the grace, we're not under the law. But on the other hand, the law does have a spirit of the law, which we, having the Holy Spirit, we understand. And we should voluntarily obey and apply the spirit of the law. We're not under the letter of the law, which kills, but we are under the spirit of the law, which we understand and we love and we will apply. That is our cushion guide for life. So <coughs> the spirit of the law, as we understand, are ten principles corresponding to the so-called Decalogue or Ten Commandments. The first is be grateful, right? God saves us from slavery for us, slavery from sin, so we should be grateful. And therefore, we obey. Number two is be faithful. He is our God. Don't have other gods before him and don't make him into an idol. Okay? And number three is be consistent. If you believe, if you say you're a believer, 
Live like a believer. Don't live like an unbeliever. Okay? Number four is be trusting. Okay? So the Sabbath for Israel now for us is Sunday, Lord's Day worship. We are faithful coming here the first day of the week to worship God. Okay? It's not a Christian Sabbath because Sabbath is defined by not doing things. The Lord's Day is by worshiping the Lord. It's by doing things. Okay? And, uh, um, and the rest, the related like devotional uh, of our firstborn. We don't give our firstborn anymore, uh, not necessarily paying a certain money either, but we should, um, um, well, the tithe is related to that. It's giving your best to God, right? So if you have read the Bible, give God your best time when you have attention, not before you sleep, you know. And uh, um, if, if you give money, give your first. The tithe is the first, right? And the uh, um, so if you devote a child to God for service and devote your first one, which is when you have, when, you, when you're young and uh, strong. So whatever, give God the best. And when you give God something, it is not that you lose anything. Actually, you should trust God before you give these little portions, you will actually get more, not less, right? That is trusting in God. And God has a program for the second coming, two, two comings of Christ. So God gave Israel the feasts of two seasons. For us, we know Christ has two comings. It's all God's plan. You just have to trust that God will get his work done. And you just obey and leave um, the result to God. I just quoted something in the, uh, in the, uh, in Facebook, which I don't know anybody should get on there, but I, I am on there, so I'm staying on there. Um, I, I use that as a ministry. Uh, if I have something good, I quote it. I quote something that President Reagan said. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but it was very good. He's saying something is, uh, you know, believe sincerely and love deeply and speak kindly and, uh, and leave the rest to God. So that's very good. And uh, uh, I think trusting is this. You obey and do your best and leave the rest to God because there's a timing. Not everything you want will necessarily get in your life. You just have to trust in God and do what he has told you to do and then leave the rest to God. He gives you the best he can for your time, for your situation, as long as you obey. Okay. So those are first, first four. Be grateful, be faithful, be consistent, be trusting. The fifth one. In the Ten Commandments, it says, uh, honor your father and your mother, okay, so that your days on the earth may be prolonged, okay? Uh, this is honoring your parents. That is the first authority you meet in your life. As a child, the first authority is your parents. Once you are in the society, then uh, you uh, have other authorities. You have a civil authorities like uh, the judges and kings, and you have religious authorities in Israel, that is uh, priests and uh, prophets, okay? And in today's, there are pastors and bishops, whatever you are, okay? So you obey these people whom God set above you, okay? Not because they are necessarily better people, but because God's authority is what you acknowledge, and then when you trust and obey, what does that make you? 
to be happy in Jesus. Okay, so that is what we are understanding. The fifth commandment or the spirit of the law is to be obedient. Why? Because you are trusting. Okay, trust and obey. There is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So in that line of thought, remember that Jesus Christ, he came into the world about 2,000 years ago. He was God who became man. He was a spirit who added a, a body. He died in his body, not a spiritual death, but a physical death, but a death undeserved, undeserved because he's sinless. So his death was enough to pay for the sins of all the people. So who received the benefit of his death? Paying our sins, the believers. Okay? And who believes? The elect believe. Okay? God intended to pay for the sins of all men. The intention was universal. But the effect is that only the elect receive the, the benefit. Okay? So that's why I'm four and a half point. Calvinist, what's the half point? It's called the limited atonement. Was the atonement on the cross limited only for the elect? Well, it depends on in which way you see it. By intention, it was not limited. It was unlimited. By effect, it is limited. That's where my half point is. Okay, so uh, you don't have to agree with me, but if you agree with me, you're the happiest Christian. <laughs> so in that line of thought, okay, God has done his work. We know the past determines the future. Okay? So we trust. And because of that hope, we can live happily. The body of Christ was given for us. We take this in remembrance of him. When the blood of Christ was shed for us, we take this in remembrance of him. Our Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for coming into this world to pay for our sins. And thank you for having declaring our victory by resurrecting from the dead. Now you have been ascended into heaven. You are sitting on the right hand of God the Father. And you shall come to judge the world and to rule over the world. And you will rule together with your bride, the church. And we who believe you all have been incorporated into the the bride of Christ, the church, and it's also called your body today. So today we are coming here to thank you and to um, declare of our allegiance that you are our head, therefore we listen to your thoughts and um, you and your commands. And you are the Lord as the, the husband to the wife, and we are here to submit. We pray that we uh, listen to the Holy Spirit whom you have sent, and then we will be sanctified, made close to your image, so that when you come, you will call us faithful. We pray in your holy name.